You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and we are heading to Cork. And we're about to have a chat with Emily Magna Hurley, who has just released a piano album of some wonderful, I'd say it, that's it's traditional Irish and nice, uh, easy listening, um, relaxing. And uh, uh, welcome, first of all, Emily. It's great to have you here. Um, so a bit about yourself, a bit about your music and uh, tell us a little. Okay. Um, so I did a master's in composing in UCC. So um, I'm originally from Cork, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm living in West Cork now. And um, so I've, I've two albums out. Um, I released a piano album in 2020. Um, and that was kind of as a result of the, um, the pandemic, I suppose, in a way. I always had, um, piano compositions, but I started to write an awful lot more during the pandemic. And then as a result, it resulted in, um, in a 17 track piano album. Um, and then, uh, just in October of, of last year, I released my second album, which is, um, a vocal album. So it's, um, it's a, it's mostly Chanot songs, so Chanot as in the old way of singing. Um, so I suppose eight out of the ten tracks are um traditional, and two of the tracks are written by myself. Then so Oring, which is the title track, um, that's my own poetry, um, and my own music. And then um, Isi Blagialnas Mary is an old Irish poem from the 17th century that I set to music, you know? So, um, and then, yeah, so it's just a kind of polyphonic, um, almost kind of choral music. It's Chanos, old way of singing, the old Irish way of singing, but it's, um, it's unusual in that it's accompanied by my own voice. So there are multiple layers of me, <laughs> um, singing with myself. So, um, yeah, so that, that's what's going on with those two albums. So it must be a little bit difficult at a live performance to achieve that. Yeah. Oh, God, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think the only way around it, I haven't actually performed the, the vocal album live yet um, because there were multiple layers. I mean, some of the tracks had seven, eight, nine vocal tracks all layered right. on top of each other. But I do have, um, I do have kind of like backing tracks that I can sing the main vocals and then I'm, you know, I'm able to use the backing tracks then as my accompaniment, you know, so it would be right. fairly <laughs> tricky otherwise. So yeah. Emily, Emily, then when it comes to Shannos and traditional, um, mm-hmm. you need, you need to grow up in that tradition. Very few people come to that in later life. So yeah. I, I take it there was music in the house. Oh God. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so my sister is um a music teacher as well and a soprano as well. Um but I suppose the the voice the voices um came from my mother. Um she was a fabulous singer. Um and the musicality it that comes from both sides. My father, you know, is very musical. He's a lovely singer as well and he plays the guitar. But as a, I mean like through the through the generations back through both sides, my grandparents and both sides, my grandfather played the fiddle kind of in the North Cork traditional um uh fiddling style. And um, my grandmother then um from Dunmanway she would have played the busca keol or the melodion. Um so yeah without a doubt we were we were absolutely seeped in it. 
Um, my mother, my sister and myself used to sing in three part harmony going around in the car um, when we were young. So, yeah, definitely. And when it when it comes to Shanos, then um, I just really loved old Irish poetry, anything from the 15th, 16th, 17th centuries. Um, and I remember I had a teacher in school, Sean McCarhig. Um, my Irish teacher and he taught us one of, he taught us, um, every dog Viola. It was on the, um, the junior cert course. And, um, that was my first kind of introduction to this really beautiful old Irish poetry. Absolutely fell for, for the lyrics. Um, the Dawn to Grau, their love poems. It was a Grau Eigmashuk of, um, unrequited love. Um, so yeah, he taught us the melody. Um, fell in love with the melody and then ever since then I suppose I've been kind of looking into um old Irish poetry and the uh, the melodies that accompany them um I had a teacher as well in uh in UCC Eilish Nihulawain and um she was my Shanos teacher so um she taught me an awful lot about you know ornamentation and things like that so um that, that's where the influences came from really you know so uh... The Shano style is very much yeah. alive and well. I know it is that there are singing circles that go on all over and particularly in the south of Ireland. So do you, do you yeah. head out to the, the singing circles? Um, oh my God. I, I actually was only ever at one of them. <laughs> I'm very bad. Um, yeah, I mean, like I suppose when I, when I sing in public, um, it's mostly, it would be weddings that I would have, would sing at, you right. know, um, you know, kind of like the church ceremony and stuff like that. And um, I would sing in kind of classical concerts and with various vocal ensembles and I do a bit of soprano work and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, like the singing groups, that's never something that I really got into. Right. Um, yeah. other, other than cracking up at a session or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 What you've described is, I suppose, both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. In other words, as a soprano that would go out and sing in an operatic environment. Yeah. Um to which is quite um structured, trained and everything else. And to go to the other end, which is Shanos, which is very much unstructured and um would not have the same um nuances in a way that classical yeah. training does. What draws you to both extremes? If if extremes may be the wrong word, but what draws you to the the the? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, when it comes to Shanos, I suppose I've always had a passion for the Irish language. I'm an Irish teacher as well, so it's a kind of a combination of all of that. Um, so I mean, like I did my degree in music, um, in UCC, and I mean, like I suppose. Since I was a child, I was kind of um, learning piano and I learned my music. I learned classical music, I suppose, when I was growing up. Um, but I absolutely love that. Um, and I also love traditional Irish music. So I suppose it just it's a natural occurrence that the two would kind of fuse together um, coming from both those kind of angles. Um, there, I suppose there came a point where I stopped separating them um, and I would have been massively influenced as well by um musicians such as Michal O'Sullivan, uh Bill Whelan, um obviously Sean O'Riada, um, you know, and I just really admired the way in a in a very revolutionary way, the way they were able to 
combine traditional Irish music with classical and taking the best of both, fusing it together and then creating a completely different sound world as a result, you know? Um, I mean, I just love the, the jazz that Mihal O'Sullivan brings into traditional Irish music. Um, uh, I love the way Bill Whelan is able to combine orchestral music and, you know, I mean, I often speak to my students as well about the fact that, you know, I mean, like traditional Irish music was all is always about was always about si- sitting by the fireside. Everything's very informal. Um, It's folk music, you know. Um, But then I suppose around the, the 1900s onwards, around that time, um, traditional Irish music was moved more from an informal setting where maybe not everybody might be listening to you all at the one time to putting it on a proper pedestal where they'd be on stage um, performing. People are quiet. They're sitting down. They're watching. They're paying to come in to see this, you know. Um, so that's, I suppose, that's the development, the way the way traditional Irish music has developed um, and the combination of the two. So, yeah, it's a, it's about it's a it's a respecting of the tradition, really. Um, that I think um, the classical music site has brought into it. Cork is very culturally strong. In fact, it was the European City of Culture there a number of years back. Yeah. And uh, I know I get notifications of what's on at the Everyman, and they have a very full program. But a very rich cultural city. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. And and even as you were saying there as well, there are a lot of singing circles. I mean, like there there's so many pubs around the place that you can go and get a session at between Shine and, you know, at the Spalpeen Fawnock. They're just, you know, the corner house, for example. Um, so you have that very strong element. And then of course there's the, the Cork Folk Festival. But then at the same time you also have um, you know, the the jazz weekend um in October and that's incredibly strong as well. Um you have the Choral Festival then, kind of like the, the May Bank holiday weekend. Um, bringing, you know, it's international. It brings people from all over the world to sing at it. Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing city, really. Um, and you'll actually find a lot of the time, which I think is a fabulous thing, is that sometimes the same people go to all of them. Um, and of course you always have, you know, groups that kind of more identify with particular groups. But I mean, um, you know, the friends that I would have now, they would, they'd attend a lot of the different concerts in in a broad spectrum of music. So having that exposure in a city um, is very, very important. I mean, when I was, when I was a small little girl, um, I remember going into the choral festival with my parents and, and my, my sister. We were exposed to all of that. We were just lucky that we have that culture in Cork, you know, because not every, not every place does. Moving out from Cork City, you're now saying you're living out in West Cork. Do you feel cut off yeah. then from the the vibrancy of that type of a cultural life? Well, no. I mean, I think you have to you have to kind of make an effort in order to, I suppose, go up and you know go up to the city and and actually partake in it. Still, you do have to make an effort to do that because whatever it is about West Cork, as soon as you move down there, it's actually very hard to kind of, you know, leave it and, and actually get out of it, because sometimes you just don't want to, you know, right. it's um, it's it's a fantastic spot. But even, I mean, sure, West Cork is an amazing place anyway for, you know, culturally as well, um, you know, and the great thing is about it is that, you know, it doesn't focus, we'll say, like on just traditional music, but of course, it has the the West Cork Chamber Music Festival and all of that as well. So I mean, like it's it's equally as rich 
um in culture so um i suppose in a way i get the best of both worlds right, you know right. yeah emily if anyone wants to find out more about you where should they be going um i suppose the best place to go is my youtube channel um so if you just put in emily magner hurley music i'll come up um and there are lots of different playlists there all my albums are up there um and i also do a little bit of kind of um music for film and tv kind of orchestral composing so there's a, a bit of that there too um if you want to get in contact or anything you can go to my website so that's um emily magner hurley music.ie and um yeah by all means feel free to to get in touch and have a listen and subscribe and all that kind of thing for updates you know so have you anything in the pipeline are you working on anything at the moment for oh um no so i suppose just after finishing the album i'm just thinking i suppose i'm kind of getting a little bit more back into the orchestral composing again kind of you know writing music for um for film and tv and sync licensing and stuff like that but i mean even in the last, you know, couple of weeks, I'm after coming across an awful lot of um, other Chanel songs that that I feel are kind of, you know, screaming out to be, in my eyes anyway, um, are screaming out to be harmonised and explored and, you know, experimented with. So I think very easily I could end up doing another Chanel album. Yeah. Um, but I think I'll do a little bit of orchestral um, in the meantime. Yeah. Emily Magner Hurley, it's been fantastic having a chat with you. Thanks a million for taking the time. We're going to share a bit of your music with the listener. Great. Thanks so much, Aston.